0: say i from city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread
1: i think we're getting into a weird area here will you tell these fools not crazy? not crazy this hysteria you can't handle the truth brain is gone this is hysteria 51 the truth is out there It's a lie. but you won't find it here they're coming for you look there comes one of them now
0: Got the music.
1: We're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> a dinosaur tail. Oh, good. Just what nobody was hoping for. I was. Shut up, Kyle. Jesus, At least some things never change. <laughs> Just like the fact that we're broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago with a tether to parts unknown Colorado.
0: See, I knew you could take over for me in the transition department whenever needed.
1: It's a gift. (laughs) Go forth used to always
0: give me crap because of my transitions, but I think they're just mm, mm, delicious. (laughs) Speaking of gifts, though, we have the gift of life. At least we've given it to a couple robots here. Conspiracy bot, Kyle, say hello, boys. Hi, everyone.
1: Again. My lawyer has informed you to stop saying we. That is all you. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Sorry, old habit. Uh but uh I am Hand, and he is David Flora. And uh we got some folklore in store for you this week. David, you are our resident folklore aficionado folklorist? What what is the uh, what's I, the term? I'll
1: accept that. Sure. Folk folk I am uh, happy with that. Uh,
0: uh I, the um, uh, folk folk um, fear. F- F- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I, I retract my statement.
0: <laughs> what is it about folklore that's so captivating? I, you've you've grown to love it a ton. You you've done a ton of folklore stuff on on your show. Yeah. What is it that uh, made you go? Blurry photos is going to be the folklore show. That's not really what
1: you did, <laughs> but I just like to I just like to paint you into a corner. No, but what is it about folklore? I do like me some folklore. It, it, to me, it is. All the ghost stories and urban legends and cryptids and encounters all rolled into how do we tell each other about this? And it's got a little mythology in it. It's always, you know, there's some kind of kernel of truth there. There's um, how you can see how things evolve over time with Mm -hmm. storytelling and um, how it is placed in the time that we live in, you know, a story from. The uh, 18th century is going to be much different than a story from today, yeah. much different from a story in the twi- uh, 20th or 19th centuries. You know, it's it's just, to me, it's fascinating to see all those little nuances in the stuff and the stories themselves are fun because they're often either creepy or just out of the ordinary enough to, to where, you know, it almost makes life worth living.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What makes something folklore versus urban legend or a lie or a tale or whatever? And I don't even know if you know. I'm just – I'm putting you on the spot there. But, like, is there a certain thing?
1: It, I think it's probably squares and rectangles at that point. <laughs> right, um, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like a uh, – what is it? A a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square <laughs> um, kind of thing. Um, but, you know, they're all the same – kind of shape <laughs> generally one's just uh, a long so it's boy.
0: uh whoever was writing the story at the time whichever they tagged it with
1: well i i think there's a better uh breakdown of them that i i'm not able to articulate but uh you know urban legends are kind of things that you hear about like the the gators in the sewers yeah uh, in new york and um the hook on the door yeah of of the car. Um <laughs> uh, the flash the high beam flashlight. It's basically from inside the house. That too, you know, that's that's all but folklore in a way is a little more I, I want to say it 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 often teaches morals and stuff. Yeah. Or can. Right. But not not always. Folklore is the stuff um, that they
0: told you when you were in school when the guy with lots of pans came in and was like, Hee-h-h-h-h-h. "We're going to tell you some stories this week." <laughs> <laughs> then I got to go prospecting.
1: But the <laughs> the fun thing about folklore is it could also delve into things like home remedies and how to how to get rid of ghosts with uh sage, you know, yeah. things like like um just knowledge that's kind of passed around like country mm-hmm. knowledge and um, yeah. that to me oh, is you also you gotta cut, folklore. put some
0: mercury on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and then go outside uh, at midnight when the moon's full and yeah. spit three times and turn in a circle, you know. And that's... drink
0: some water out of a wolf's footprint. You know. We...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like weird exactly. stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, there's there's a good way and that's, you know what, You've kind of made me want to um better myself, Brent. I need to uh <laughs> yeah. I need to learn the differentiation between time. I all stuff. Folklore, make David Flora want to be a better man. You heard it in your first kids. There you go. Put it on a t shirt.
0: Outside <laughs> of this week's topic, the red ghost, uh, do you got a favorite piece of folklore or one that you've maybe done before, maybe you haven't even covered it before that you're just like, That
1: is perfect or fun Yeah, or I mean awesome. my 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 absolute favorite is always going to be Spring Hill Jack.
0: Oh man. Um, Which we've done on here, you were uh, way back when. That was
1: what? My first episode? I on think here? it was,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Um we we had a great time with that, but uh I I feel like this is a great example of folklore because there's not a lot you can do to track it down or verify it, you know, or mm-hmm. unverify or anything. It's it's all stories telling and what, what was in the newspapers, what people said to each other, and it's kind of grown and and who knows what happened. You know, it seems like something happened. You know, there's
0: going to be a ending to or or a, a said ending that's interesting, but that's even conjecture because if that really happened, well, maybe, maybe not. It's yeah. It's great. Uh folklore's great cuz you know you tell someone and they tell two friends and they tell you know that's the way it friends. spreads yeah. and
1: goes viral. So how about you? What's yours?
0: Ah, oh man, that is a great question. I don't know. Growing <laughs> up like we always had like my grandpa would always tell me stories of of ghosts from England cuz that's where he was from and I was terrified of ghosts there was this one called the Dobby old ghost. I have no idea where that came from, but it was one that it lurked in cellars and it would pull children down into them. Oh boy. And, uh, we had a big old dark basement in my house. What a fun <laughs> thing to be telling us. Uh, well, you know, my grandfather sounds like,
1: was like, uh, sounds like grandpa kept a lot of bodies and didn't <laughs> kids going down. Don't there. go lurking
0: in the basement, boy. <laughs> Dobby is free. There's a lot of them that are, you know, and even there's those you know, as kids we we get told all these other stories that probably folded that, you know, like um John Henry and Babe and uh, the blue ox,
1: you know. Yeah, and tall tales are definitely folklore. Yeah,
0: you know, and it's, it's something that um you're inundated with, you know, and stuff that's even not, you know, a Johnny Appleseed, which is there's there's these nuggets of truth in these things. And they take on a life of their own. So that's pretty cool. But this week we are speaking on a specific one. And hopefully you ain't afraid of no ghosts, at least not red ones, because that's the topic this week. The red ghost of Arizona. It's not iced tea this week, but it is a creature of folklore. <laughs> uh, 99 cents for a big can.
1: You know, inflation can oh, it's suck its butt. Excellent. Yeah. It's high fructose corn syrup, but uh, <laughs> you can't beat that price. <laughs> hey, it's better than low fructose. We're ready. We're ready. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> have you guys ever wanted to, to quench your thirst on a hut? I'm oh, sorry. It just <laughs> uh, seemed like the start of an ad. Read.
0: Uh, this one dates back to the 19th century, according to legend. And it's a, well, you know, no surprise here. A fearsome... A fearsome. Uh, no, but a fearsome, almost like supernatural... Fringe beast that terrified settlers and Native Americans in the American Southwest.
1: If you had just said Native Americans and not mentioned settlers, I would have just thought the red ghost was the white man.
0: Sadly, that tracks, David. Oof. <laughs> oh, nervous laughter. David, tell us about it and uh, break down, give us the 411, your elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it, on the red ghost.
1: Yeah, this one. This one's a fun one because, uh, as we'll discuss, there's a lot of truth to this. Mm -hmm. Um, The Red Ghost is said to have first appeared in the 1880s, with the first reported sighting occurring in 1883. Settlers described it as a massive red beast standing over 30 feet tall, (laughs) able to move quickly and silently despite its size. Mm. It was often reported to vanish as quickly as it appeared, contributing to its ghostly reputation. Plus, for Shiggles, it was often said to have a skeletal figure riding on its back. Now, Brent, was that a, you know, five foot tall skeleton on a thirty foot tall beast or was it proportional? <laughs>
0: that brings up a good point. Was it was it to scale? <laughs> <laughs> was it to scale, right? Yeah. Oh uh, now I'm <laughs> now I'm already in the weeds with this whole red dose
1: thing. <laughs> that was the penny on this <laughs> uh, railroad of Uh, information Mm -hmm. they say it gave the creature a particularly supernatural and menacing aura as skeletons often do and it quickly became a feared figure in local folklore yeah
0: you know because it was all sunshine and rainbows until the skeleton got involved 30 foot massive hulking beasts able to move quickly and silently that's everyday crap in the 1800s in america but you throw a skeleton on his back and shit gets a little sideways
1: That's verbatim what Darwin's paper said, right? It was all sunshine and rainbows until skeletons got involved. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's the truth. No matter if there is a skeleton or not, though, that's a hell of a creature in a story. And uh, we got a lot of uh, people that say they saw it. We're going to head to break. When we come back, we break down accounts of the Red Ghost and take a stab at explaining it all. Or at least telling you how others explained it. I'm not. I'm not out there <laughs> traipsing through the underbrush. But uh, that's all coming up next on Hysteria Fifty One.
1: Hola, David. Me, i Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Um, je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. So I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key.
0: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
1: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really... Get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak.
0: And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
1: (laughs) In that pronunciation, (laughs) yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long term retention. You know, and uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head.
0: Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and. For Larry Limited Time, his 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%! Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
1: Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. Rashate. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today do it today nation we want pictures of your dogs that's just a personal request from me but while you look for a good one let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts your dog's health you may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days joints odors it's not good Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues, too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigel Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them as healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com hysteria in order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria today.
0: All right, sightings time. Like we said, <laughs> uh, the first known accounts of this said red ghost of Arizona day back to the
1: 1880s. When men were men and women were considered slightly more than property.
0: Again, the tough truths coming out of our, our uh, almost said robot friend, but that, uh,
1: Whoa. That doesn't track there. <laughs> Where men were men and women were men and <laughs> children were men that did all the work.
0: Uh well, I'm four. Time to go to the mine. <laughs> yeah. Can you pick me up a pack of smokes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> None of that pussy filtered shit. No, uh, I went straight to Mackey.
0: Okay. Uh well the creature which, as we said, described as 30-plus-foot-tall gigantic beast, began to feature in stories among settlers and then in newspaper reports in Arizona and other parts of the American Southwest. That's how you go viral at the time. Literally, you tell a bunch of people, and then the the newspaper goes, well, it must be true because Clancy from the old uh, Davidson claim saw this thing and everyone knows he don't get into the shine, so it must be true. One of the earliest recorded encounters with the Red Ghost took place in 1883. I think you said that before. There was a woman living on a lonely ranch in Eagle Creek, Arizona, and she was found trampled to death. Tons of reports, David, called it a lonely ranch. Like Someone wrote that and everyone ran with it, so I had to include that. What a weird inclusion. <laughs> she wasn't there by herself as we're about to, to learn, but it was lonely.
1: A lonely I, I don't know. I feel like that was a little bit lazy because what well, didn't that describe nine out of 10 places back
0: then? <laughs> right. No, <laughs> like the women were, uh, you know, home alone half the time. Well, I, I say home alone. They were there with their 13 to 74 children at the time, but, uh,
1: otherwise, you know, I'm looking up, uh, I'm looking up Eagle Creek just in case anybody's, Wondering, it is actually pretty close to the eastern border with uh, New Mexico, and oh. it does look like a pretty lonely with area. The,
0: that was the New Mexico Territory, probably, at the time, or whatever. Oh, yeah, probably.
1: Know. Um could have been the Arizona Territory. Well, I don't know. Um, but the Gila Box Riparian National Conservation Area <laughs> <laughs> couldn't fit at all until I hovered over it. Gila Box. It was out. Owl Creek Campground, Eagle Creek. It was just uh, just birds out there apparently. Yeah, Just
0: pecking away. Pecking. Uh Gila box sounds like like a slayer album or something. I don't even know what that sounds like.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <inaudible> <Gila Box. laughs>
0: anyway, two men left their lonely ranch house to check on their cattle in this story. While they were out, one of the ranchers' wives heard their dogs loudly barking as opposed to quietly Uh, Barking, Followed by a loud scream. (laughs) She rushed the window and saw what she described as a huge reddish-colored beast ridden by a devilish-looking creature and proceeded to lock her front door and wait for the men to come back. And when the two men returned, they found the other lonely wife had been trampled to death. Anyway, nearby, there were huge cloven footprints and strands of red hair were found caught on the local vegetation. And then... uh, The woman's lonely husband and children said that she was killed by a huge, devilish, lonely creature that looked like a lonely camel with something that looked like a lonely man or a skeleton trapped, trapped, scrapped, strapped. You pick your poison to its lonely back.
1: Lonely. right? (laughs) I would also, I also just found nearby, you said uh, nearby, uh, nearby this Eagle Creek is Three-Way, Arizona.
0: Oh, I would have figured that would have been in Utah, but uh, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Three-Way Store and Station. Right there in in a, um, what is very decidedly, Brent, a a four-way intersection. (laughs) So I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. That's called Cut Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, my bad. (laughs)
0: Does have a merge lane. Uh oh. (laughs) Later (laughs) that same year, the year of our Lord, 1883, a group of prospectors. (laughs) (laughs) That's my claim. We've got to go reconnoiter that (laughs) rim. Get your pans, boys. She's a spouting. Uh, So these prospectors near Clifton, Arizona, Arizona. I don't know. Arizona. Arizona. Near Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> the reported seeing is similarly monstrous creature. No reports of loneliness this time around. I just want to throw it out there. Clifton is
1: right nearby.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it is not far. There you go. And if no one is ever lonely in Clifton, there's a, <laughs> there is a, uh, this sounds like a a song from from a musical or Conway something. Twitty. Yeah, right. right. No one's lonely Sorry. in Clifton. <laughs> Uh, they fired their guns at it, as you do when you see devilish hell beasts, and it ran away, but not before one of them got a good look at it. He described a beast that was taller than a man, covered in long red hair, with a skeletal figure strapped to its back. You know what's taller than a man? What's that? Something
1: that's 30 plus feet. You goddamn right.
0: <laughs> so far, they are banging on all cylinders with this bitch, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hanging on... By just the skin of my teeth waiting uh, uh, for for by the a, truth.
1: By a, uh, a snatch of red hair. Mm. You're hanging on by a <laughs>
0: red snatches. Hang on to them. Anyway, in another report, a farmer in <laughs> Phoenix woke up to find one of his field trampled, but well, by uh you guessed it what seemed like a large animal. How large? We're not so sure, but it could have been thirty plus feet. The creature had also eaten some of his vegetables and left behind a print. That was unlike anything he'd seen since
1: <laughs> since his
0: prospecting days. <laughs> I was going to make a camel toe joke, but I'm just going to pull out on that one. <laughs> uh, it was larger than that of a horse and clearly cloven. And he also found long red hairs clinging to its fence. Why can't speaking of they're finding all these hairs? Why can't Bigfoot shed like this bastard? You know, everyone goes yep. out, they can never find hair. Yep. This thing everywhere it's going, it's got like. Was that alopecia? Is that when your hair
1: falls out? Yes, I know it well. Um
0: <laughs> Oh, why am I laughing? I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh
1: shit, now I now I forgot what I was gonna say. Um <laughs> Bigfoot,
0: Bigfoot shedding, cloven hooves. Oh. camel toes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was all that that just assaulted my brain and turned it off. <laughs> um Well I'll, well I'll take this opportunity. Uh Phoenix is about 160 miles away from this, mm-hmm. from this area we're talking about right as now. As the crow flies. As as the crow flies, as the, uh, oh, I almost said it, uh, as the <laughs> as the red ghost runs. <laughs> but I mean, if you're 30 feet tall, presumably you're taking longer strides, which means, you know, that might only take you a day or so to get there. <laughs> Truth. You know, you, you, you really, if depending on if
0: you're not a shuffler. You're probably doing okay. Well, speaking of that, creature was again spotted just a few days later, this time being described as, uh, you guess it, 30 feet tall, knocking over two wagons with red hair, again being found attached to things. And as, you know, as is to do in that time, the legend was spread around and it it spread quickly with various tales being told. One, describing the creature killing and eating a grizzly bear— well, another said it disappeared into thin air when chased. But all the tales agreed that the, there was a definite skeleton of a man on its back. That's
1: How do they interesting. Know this information? What's that? How do they know this information? Uh,
0: it was put into uh, several of the newspapers at the time, which just we all know 1800s it. newspapers were just bastions of truth. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then a cowboy tried to lasso the beast, what was knocked to the ground and nearly killed by it. Not before seeing the figure on his back. Guess what it was?
1: Skeleton. Yep. Yep. You get that. Uh, that's that. I love that part. I, I like that. <laughs> like now we got a cowboy trying <laughs> to la- like Red Dead Redemption 2 is yeah. now at in play.
0: A few months later, a group of five men shot at the beast, missing it, but shooting the head off the skeleton. Finding hair and skin still attached, saying it was a real human skull. Then that spreads and sparks fear and speculation among settlers who begin referring to the creature as the Red Ghost. Hey,
1: that's nice. the episode's cheese muffin.
0: Nothing gets past Kyle. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. He's uh, he's a sharp cookie. hmm Because, <laughs> you know,
1: sharp cookies are tasty.
0: The tale spread and grew, eventually becoming part of Arizona folklore. But the true, and I'm saying that with air quotes on any other creature, was not definitively confirmed until years later, allegedly. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to spill the beans, tell the truth. Prospectors eat beans, right? That's just, they eat a lot of beans. You know, that seemed like the right thing to say there. (laughs) We're going to tell you the truth after this break on Hysteria 51. What the hell is this
1: thing? Um, it's a massive red beast standing over 30 feet tall, able to move quickly and silently despite its size and has skeletons and shit on it. You already covered this. All right. Well, how am I the only one paying attention? Sure.
0: I, I guess sure. it's, let's pretend that it isn't all true and discuss what BS people still spill to cover up the truth. Here, here. <laughs> Before we, we kill out the, you know, kill out, kick out the truth here. Does this knock off all the or or, or or click all the boxes for you of a
1: good folklore tale or or how do you feel about this one? Oh sure, yeah. I mean, this is um, it. It's spread around right from different sources. There, it's all anecdotal. I don't. We didn't come across anything that said that they collected the hair at all, right? They just said I they mean, saw I think hair. they looked at it. They probably went like,
0: "Yep, that's definitely evil." That's hair. 30 feet and, plus. you know,
1: I, I'm i not trying to blame people for not um, taking samples, putting it in plastic bags, mm-hmm. sending it off to San Diego State or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's just, we're not in that time yet.
0: Well, if you, <laughs> if you go, we should collect that sample and send it off to the university, they'd shoot you for being a yeah. learned man.
1: <laughs> they'd bury you in sand yeah. out there. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Um, that's but, the devil's uh, doing. That, that it's, learning, well, that the, thing you're going to um, learn
0: to read. Then you're going to teach your women how to read, and oh, uh, Jesus, keys to come and take us away.
1: <laughs> I hear that's making a comeback. <laughs> Jesus, that's the plan. Well, all that this whole, <laughs> your whole train of thought with how they dealt with this with oh, intelligence. Um,
0: and uh, that's a topical and accurate. Truth
1: oh. and newspapers. You're right. They were a huge deal with this kind of stuff. Man, That's... they would print
0: this stuff so many times. We've 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 covered. Yeah, they pick it up.
1: It would go. It'd probably go across uh, America. Sometimes across the world with um, articles that you know people thought might be interesting and this and that. You always wanted to check the dates. There's no vetting. The, there was no
0: vetting. They would. Yeah, they the would, articles. Not that but... that you need to per se be like all the time. Oh, this is. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, even at the time, it was loose uh, storytelling or whatever, you know, mm, and they'd say it, yeah. they say it as truth. They would say the truth like, oh, uh, Judge So-and-so's barn was knocked over by a 7,400-pound grizzly standing 26 feet tall speaking perfect Swahili, you know, and and then that spreads. And then you wonder why now people go like, oh, yeah, that would not now. But, you know, years later, people would talk about that as the truth. I read it in the newspaper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we know better. We only only got to read Facebook
0: to know it's true.
1: Yeah. It's the only source of information. So they also had their Mm clickbait, you know, because they uh, they needed those uh, pennies. You're right. And it was a good racket. All they had to
0: do is buy it. Then get someone to read it to him, and they were hooked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the days of uh uh the Roman Forum when you'd have the the uh, the big dude standing out there reading off With the, the town tablet.
0: crier. Hear ye, hear yeah. ye! Did you, did you ever beast. watch Rome?
1: No. Oh man. Well, Rome's worth a watch just in general, yeah. but. uh they have um, one dude that stands out there and reads the news, and also there's like advertisements that he re- has to read <laughs> with them too, and it's great.
0: And if you anyway. need to get your toga white, twenty four mule yes. team borax.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he talks about like grain or flour, like a certain oh, flour really? or baker or something That's like awesome. that. Like at some points, it's. it's I love amazing.
0: that. I was, it was in Pompeii or somewhere. And they were unearthing and they found graffiti. Like but carved yeah. in. And it's shit like today. Like, so-and-so's a whore and gave me herpes. Shit like that. <laughs> you know, like uh so and so For a good
1: time calls centurion. So-and-so literally so-and-so sucks
0: hoarding. the best cock at the at the brothel. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then there were dicks carved into things that our uh, inability or ability to drop the penis has not really changed. It looks like if I had went to draw it. <laughs> I was like, I, that makes I me I would so argue happy. it's gotten
1: worse since then.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was just like, it makes me so happy that some dude's like, hee hee hee. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> tink, 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 tink. <laughs> just laughing, drunk mm-hmm. on meat or whatever, or just eggs because, you know, everything was probably fermented and gross then. <laughs> Lead.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> On lid. I got the itis and I
0: need to chisel me out a dick. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get it going here. It was really, they say, as you probably have already picked up. Wait for it. A camel, a feral oh. camel or it'd become a feral. David, break it down for those playing along at home, if you will.
1: This is this is great. this is where our uh, kernel of truth gets in here. This is
0: great because then it it really does give it this like oh okay, kind of fun it makes it more fun to me
1: well I and and once we get through, you know this is another kind of thing that uh, I think is not too far off from being true in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. so anyways, um in the mid 19th century, the United States Army. The fledgling uh, army at the time imported camels to the southwest as part of the camel corps experiment, intending to use them as pack animals in the harsh desert environment. That actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it. It does. It absolutely does. Now, they abandoned this experiment for a number of reasons, um, not the least of which was the camels scared the shit out of the horses. Yeah. Horses hate camels. Isn't that weird. Um, they flail when they walk,
0: and horses are <laughs> no. I, seriously though, have you ever seen a camel run and walk? Oh yeah. And they get spooked. <laughs> they get <laughs>
1: spooked by them. It's fucking weird. You're right. You know, camels would be good for this, and and mm-hmm. I think they did get some use out of them, but they just didn't get along with uh, horses. And you know, horses were king um, back back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there was, you know, a, a few other. Um, things that that kept them from keeping this experiment going but uh, they abandoned it mm-hmm. and when that happened what do you do? I mean uh, you know I'm sure there were some monsters that just shot the camels Yeah, but most of them were just let go into the desert yep and it's
0: kind of like Florida when all those snakes in what was it like 1994 got uh, the storm took out that snake oh, god, place yeah. and now we're you know 30 years later and giant anacondas and pythons and boas and stuff <laughs> just so happened to got released into a a swamp hot climate which is perfect for them <laughs> you know and by god they're still alive and and kicking because who knew mm-hmm. and they're not supposed to be in that area but hey now they are
1: it's just like that time that circus train overturned down in uh, Honey Island, Louisiana. And uh, that orangutan escaped and mated with a an, uh, gator. And uh, now you got your uh, Honey Island swamp monster. Where you need when your, we're done going Vienna through this, remind me on
0: circus train football. disaster. I got a story <laughs> on that. We'll we'll go kick that to the end though. <laughs>
1: um, this really kind of points to an origin story for mm. where all these stories and uh, uh, settlers getting freaked out came from, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Or David, they were used as scapegoats by the government to cover up the truth.
0: If you choose your own adventure on that one, because we all know there's probably a thirty foot tall hell beast roaming around, just shedding fur like a motherfucker out there, and just like a young fledging U.S. government to cover up the truth.
1: <laughs> I, I would. I would love it that. The government's like, okay, this ghosts are real, and we're going to cover that up. <laughs> it was the 19th century. Bring me
0: some camels. <laughs> uh, now that we've established that nonsense for an answer, <laughs> there is one final piece of the puzzle missing: uh, that skeletal rider, uh, and that part is a little mm. more gruesome, or it has a more gruesome explanation. Yachtie. One of the camels Yahtzee was indeed uh, truthfully reportedly found with a human skeleton strapped to its back. And that would have been the unfortunate victim of a cruel prank, maybe punishment, or maybe just died because of reasons.
1: Couldn't get out of the – he couldn't get his boot out of the uh, stirrup. (laughs) Yeah, not quick enough. Uh Uh-oh. We've (laughs) seen in movies humans strapped
0: to horse or camels and then sent off on the rider and die. They did that in – it was in one of the Mad Maxes. Uh, He ended up getting off there. But, you know, they – put a little water dangle out in front of the horse, you know, Well, you do it in the camel and there you have it. There's been various tales. They've appeared to explain it over the years. Some saying it was a prospector dying of thirst, tied himself to the back hoping it would bring him to some water so he didn't fall off and he died. Others say it was a soldier learning to ride a camel and it bolted off and he died. He died. <laughs> I don't know how, but maybe he was shot. And he was, you know, yeah, like you said, yeah. stuck in the reins. Anyway, the verifiability of some parts of the legend remains dubious, questionable. What? You know, <laughs> they say, as I don't you. know if you know this, some records are missing or have been lost over time from the uh, way out west in the 1880s. Uh, but I call BS on that because we all know the U.S. government is infallible. Yeah, super sus. <laughs> Plus, on a gross and sadder note regarding the camel that was found, the fucking straps, they say, had grown in the animal's flesh, meaning that the body had been there for quite some time. Fucking mm. terrible. I, I feel more sorry for the camel almost, having oh, that yeah. thing on its back. Not no wonder
1: the... it's going around tearing shit up. Yeah, you know, it it's
0: scared of people. It all came to head when that cowboy we're talking about in Arizona shot and killed a wild camel and it actually did have a skeleton uh, body strapped to its back. A dead The rider was dead. And that's where the, the, the straps growing into it came from. Uh, and that is believed to be true because there's multiple reports. But like I said, they're all a little dubious. Mizu Hastings was his name, a perfect cowboy name. He found the creature eaten in his yard and proceeded to shoot it, killing it in a single shot, he said. Uh, and the skeletons were a man. The camel is a local legend because of that. In fact, there's a sculpture of the camel uh, at quartzite Arena, or, uh, Arena, Arizona. I'm having a hard time saying Arizona.
1: <laughs> it's because you're not a regular human bot. <laughs> not from too Tuxen. far
0: from the grave of High Jolly, an Ottoman camel driver who worked for the Camel Corps.
1: High Jolly sounds like a 1920s porn name.
0: If not, it should have been. It could be in right now's porn name, and I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the story, David, of the Red Ghost is it's – I think you summed it up, but it's fascinating blend of history and folklore. And that kind of demonstrates how unfamiliar and out-of-place elements like a camel, something as mundane as that truthfully now, can quickly become the stuff of legend when you put it in a new environment and then have something – like a skeleton on his back. Really? You put a skeleton on anything's back and it makes it more fun for me. will sure. Goes West would have been a better movie if he had a skeleton on his back. If he if he was a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the stuff of legend is rarely truth, it seems. But there's also a portion of truth. I don't know. What do you think? Where's your – do you think that that's what it was? And, and doesn't that just feel real to you or, or are you not falling for that?
1: I sometimes wonder with this story if the um – if it started with the guy who shot the camel and found the skeleton and
0: then then others like I saw retconned.
1: Right. Um, But you know, this, because the American government literally did had a camel core. This is great folklore because it is, uh, it, it, it might be true. Like Mm -hmm. great folklore is like, you know, maybe not in the way you're saying it, but, a lot of it is true so what i was reading up on um this was um jefferson davis uh was secretary of state at the time Mm -hmm. uh this is in 1855 and um he got congress to appropriate 30,000 grand for the uh, purpose 30,000 grand i like it 30, 30 grand. grand. <laughs> 300 million dollars. <laughs> 300 billions of millions. Uh, the th- th- Thank you for calling that out. 30 grand for the purchase and importation of camels and dromedaries to be employed for military purposes. Um, and he wanted it to help build the railroad and stuff and haul supplies. And, you know, like we said, it was a seemed like a no-brainer because they were acclimated to that. Horses weren't as good in that environment. Yeah. Um, so they got 75 camels, and within a decade, each and every one would be sold at an auction. <laughs> and apparently, uh, it just didn't – it wasn't working out. And um, when the Civil War began, the Confederate forces seized the camp that the the camels were stationed at and then they were turned loose Mm. and, and this was in, uh, Texas camp Verde. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they, I think the camels just kind of, it would make sense. They would
0: have roamed everywhere, you know?
1: Yeah. I think some of them, uh, um, went into Mexico, some of them, you know, and, and of course some of the Confederates, um, I think killed some of the camels just for sport. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, pretty pretty interesting it goes on from there but it's uh it's amazing that this story came out of that i'm sure there was a bunch of other stories but this is the one that's stuck if you put a yeah if you put a skeleton on the back of something that's that's going to get more attention (laughs) yeah Uh that's
0: the way that works uh in looking i was looking into like riding camels and stuff like that just looking into it and um Lawrence of Arabia, the movie, came out in 1962. Peter O'Toole was on a camel in a lot of it, and he said it was, like, super uncomfortable. Yeah. So he cut a piece of foam rubber and put it under the seat to, like, fill in the the space. And the film's extras saw this, who were also, they were the actual camel riders.
1: Yeah. And now that's brothers,
0: called, so. uh, they call Peter O'Toole the father of the sponge, and it's normal practice now. They put a sponge underneath the camel's um, uh, uh, you know your where you sit, you know the, yeah. between the the saddle and the camel to fill that in. So for hundreds of years they've been ridden, and one dude was like, "This is uncomfortable," and they're like, "One actor, Whoa, yeah. wow we should have thought of that."
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they they looked at him. They're like, "Don't do that; it makes them hot and gets them all mad." Oh, no, or no hot but and bothered. They were like, "Wow, what a great idea!" I mean, you know, <laughs> Berbers didn't have sponge. Uh, Poly, poly foam in the desert. True. <laughs> but
0: you think you think maybe they would have put like, you know, you know maybe. Blankets like, or. Exactly. Yeah. So I was at, uh, this has been a couple years ago, my wife and I went to Mariano's. It's a local um, grocery store and they have an exotic meats counter and they had nice. camel, uh, just ground up camel and we bought it, which was very expensive compared to buying beef And it tastes exactly like beef. So if you ever get a chance, I wouldn't uh, spend the money on it. It literally tastes – you would not know the difference.
1: I mean, me being, you know, paranoid and misanthropic, I'd be like, they just sold you beef and called (laughs) the
0: camel. (laughs) No, we got to pick the camel and shoot it ourselves. It was really cool. Great. (laughs) They have interesting – so they – you know, more normal. So if they have rabbit and snapping turtle – they have um, camel and gator. elk. They always have gator. And they had rattlesnake
1: <laughs>
0: and a few other things. Uh, but, yeah, you know, so I've, we've tried most of them just here and there. Lisa Wild. won't do the rattlesnake uh, because she's scared of snakes. And I'm like, what better way to overcome a fear than by eating? It? If the boogeyman's coming after you and you ate it. That's a hell of a <laughs> one. You,
1: you and you looked at him and ate like uh, a boogeyman burger right in front of him. <laughs> Come on!
0: When the boogeyman comes, to you're me, the I, boogeyman. <laughs> when the boogeyman comes to me, I just start taking my clothes off. It always stops. <laughs> I don't want to find out what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> just look like you're happy and been waiting for that situation. Always, <laughs> <laughs> Finally.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> uh, Satan. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out on this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I say there was a story? Oh, uh, the, the boxcar story or the. Oh
0: yeah. Thing? I've, I've said this on here, I think before. So I live in Berwyn, Illinois, which is right next to Chicago. And, Coming out of Chicago or going into Chicago in the 1800s, there was a, or maybe it was like right at the turn of the century, there was a circus train derailment,
1: mm.
0: and uh, hundreds of clowns and carnival folk and all everything died, including elephants and all those animals. And right next to us is Showman's Rest. It is a a uh, large, um, you know, cemetery. And, well, it's a large cemetery, and Showman's Rest is part of that cemetery. And they have these giant elephant statues where they buried the elephants. And then they have all these graves for the performers. And 90% of them just say, like, clown one, clown two, Mm. clown five, you know, uh, know, elephant handler nine. Kind of crazy. But – It is known, and you guys should look this up because it's crazy. Every year until they quit right before the pandemic, they do a clown festival in the fucking cemetery. And you go there, and there's literally a 100 clowns performing and families there with tents set up and stuff in a cemetery. I thought it was a joke at first. When I drove by the first time, I'm like, well, there's a nightmare. (laughs) Hey, kids! (laughs) Who wants to learn about death? (laughs) Here's a blue animal. It's a snake. I'm not very good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Google it. Showman's Rest. It's in, uh, I think it's North Riverside, Illinois. It's right next to us. And uh, stuff of nightmares. And people are like, that will not scar my children. Right. Well, let's go. Uh, so, it's not a thirty-foot beast with a skeleton on his back, but I say it's just as terrifying. <laughs> and that's not that's not folklore. That's truth, you bastages. But uh, speaking of truth, hopefully you got to, you can tell us the truth. Maybe you guys uh, have a different version of that story you've heard, or you just want to tell us some other folklore that we should be covering here.
1: How can they do that, sir? You can go to Hysteria51.com. <laughs> Dot <com. laughs> um, If you want to send us a weird story, send us uh, weird at Hysteria51.com. Yes, please, com. please, please. We like doing those for blurry hysterias. Uh, you can check us out, Hysteria Nation, on Facebook at Hysteria51pod. Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. Patreon. Join it. Um, that is just uh, Patreon at Hysteria51. Yep. Or sorry, or slash. That is just 50- uh, you'll find it. Just Google it. It's on there.
0: <laughs> go to go to that hysteria51.com. There's links to everything. Problem. That's
1: true. Solved. And um, you can also leave us a voicemail so we can have another fun voicemail episode. Seven seven three six six nine seven two seven 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 three six six nine noise seven two seven seven. Find it all at hysteria51.com. Uh, Tell somebody uh, if you like it. You probably have people who like you, so yeah. they would like this tell as your well. Therapist.
0: Tell your mom. It's Mother's Day. We're recording this on Mother's Day. so It's you know, true. It's we no longer Mother's Day when you're we... listening, but tell your mom anyway. If she's still around, and I hope she is, mom, I got to tell you about a skeletal camel jackie.
1: <laughs> you skill camp Oh my gosh. That <laughs> sounds derogatory. <laughs> I,
0: somehow it's it's exactly what we're talking about, and yet I felt bad saying it. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? Uh so yeah, say hi to your mother, Flores. And um, uh I've got a, a new show now uh called Five Minute Frights. You can uh, find that on most podcatchers. Uh just started. Um, This is the author, Tom Lyons, who I read audiobooks for. Uh, He is putting out little uh, five-minute to five, six-minute reports um, that he has collected, and uh, I narrate them. It's real short, um, and I think we're going to try and do it weekly. Nice. So, yeah, five-minute frights. Put it in your rotation.
0: Hopefully, you got five minutes to spare. If not, you need to loosen up those belts. Buckles just a little bit <laughs> because uh, yeah, that's fun and and uh, you've done a lot of uh, voiceover work for him too on his Sasquatch Bigfoot books too, correct?
1: Yeah, Living Among Bigfoot, Bigfoot Frightening Encounters, all that good stuff. You can literally listen to sixteen
0: to seventeen hours of David Flora every week. It's disgusting.
1: You could and yeah and and never tire <laughs> of. No, of, of not being dead.
0: <laughs> People will reach out and they'll be like, I found you guys six weeks ago and now I'm caught up. I'm like, good God, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. <but>, uh,
0: <laughs> it's like 400 and some episodes. And then they join the Patreon, they listen to that. I'm like, I don't like myself. that." My wife definitely doesn't like me that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, we love it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you for being uh, masochists. <laughs> yes. Weird at Hysteria51.com. Get your stuff in. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy bot.
1: Stay lonely, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?